Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Cash flow solves problems, makes things easier, allows you to live a lifestyle that you want to live, gets you into more property fast as well. Um, helps the serviceability on loans. It just has all the bonuses to it that are out there. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and we're chatting with Todd Hunter. After discovering the free lifestyle of a mortgage broker, he dove headfirst into property and eventually working with his clients to get into property investment. Hunter shares how he once stole a house, his humble beginnings, parental influence and more of his property journey. Hunter is the director of Wear Group which has been running for almost 20 years. Uh, I'm Todd Hunter. Um, I'm the founder director of, uh, of Wear Group. Um, and uh, yeah, we're a, a buyer's agency um, and uh, been around in business now for uh, 16 years. In any given day, Hunter is looking for good deals and familiarizing himself with the ever-changing property market. I'm sort of the, uh, the headhunter of uh, looking for, for deals. So um, for me, property investment is all about uh, getting a good deal, um, not just buying property and uh, it's actually getting a good bargain. So for me, it's uh, scouring markets around to, uh, to look for these deals, making lots of phone calls and uh, putting offers on houses. Hunter is currently focusing his time and research on the US as he sees more opportunities there than in Australia. Currently at the moment, um, all US. So, and, and look, the biggest reason I think that, that uh, obviously, well, there's two reasons. So, one is that um, I think our interest rates in Australia have been uh, too low for too long. And um, there's been some, um, you know, I guess, falsely inflated markets and, and lots of property, cycle, you know, property cycles or property markets around the country have increased for no real reason except for low interest rates. And um, um, and because of that, I just I can't find anything at the moment that's really sort of worth getting my teeth into. And so for now, I'm sort of um, leaving Australia aside. Um, there is a lot of opportunity in the US, and their economy is booming, and uh, we're getting some absolutely awesome deals over there. So uh, yeah, so my focus is um, purely on that way. Hunter grew up in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney, staying in the local area until he graduated from high school. In the Sutherland Shire in Sydney, so I've um, I've been in obviously several well, I've been in several suburbs through the Shire, but I, I grew up in Menai uh, when Menai was probably considered country, and um, we lived on five acres out in the bush. So um, that was that was my sort of early childhood, and then from there into Sylvania, and then into Carimba, and uh, but all been in, within the Sutherland Shire, finishing up in uh, Woolooey High, so which is just down the road from uh, from the office. Hunter found a job as soon as he graduated from high school, opting to work rather than pursue tertiary education. 
No, I went straight out um, as soon as year 12 finished. Um, I wasn't even allowed to go to schoolies. Um, so I, um, mum said, no, you're going to get a job straight away because if you wait till uh, schoolies week's over and you come back, then there's going to be you know, 20,000 year 12 students out there looking for the same jobs. So she goes, if you go now, you're going to beat them all to the punch and go get a job. So, um, yeah, I went out and, and started work straight away. That's wise advice from mum. Yeah, <laughs> we always yeah, don't definitely. listen to mum, but yeah, this time around, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, I don't know if it was so much listening to her, more so that she forced me. That was pretty <laughs> more so. Yeah. Uh, and what, what kind of job did you start off with um, after school then? I was actually a tie fitter. Following his career as a tie fitter, Hunter became an area manager for Sanity Music. Uh, I was probably in that industry for around three years, I would say. Um, and um, and then uh, following that, um, I I sort of sold myself into a uh, area manager's role. So I started tie fitting, then I went to sales, um, and then I went. Uh, I was an area manager for um, for the older crowd out there, Sanity Music. So, oh yes, I remember um, Sanity. Yeah, yeah. So that um, there's only a few of them stalls around now, out in the regional areas. But um, back in the day, they were huge. And uh, so I started in the store, and then I became an, an area manager for the whole southern district of, um, of, of Sydney. So I was, I was managing nine stores. For a couple of years after that, Hunter enlightened himself by travelling around Australia. I decided I, um, I wanted to do some travel. So I, um, I travelled Australia for two years. So uh, I just, you know, just I had a ute, a Ford ute, and I uh, packed everything up in the ute. Um, I owned obviously property then already, so I rented out my property, uh, my home, um, and uh, hit the road and um, travelled travelled the country. So, uh, yeah, so I, had, well, I was working in each location, but I was just, I was just you know, doing odd jobs here and there. Um, and, uh, yeah, sort of went back, actually went back into tyre fitting when I got over to Perth because uh, it was just something that I knew and it was easy and quick. I could you know, make some money quickly from that. So, um, yeah, that, that's sort of what I did for a couple of years. He was able to make do by living off the equity made from his property and working a few odd jobs. I relied a little bit on the property that I uh, that, that I had, and uh, I'd made some equity, so I had some redraw. So I relied on that a little bit for the travel part of it, and um, and I knew some sort of people in uh, Melbourne, and I knew some people in, in Adelaide. Um, I knew nobody in Perth at all, and, um, and so I just went over and and um, just went looking, you know, share a combination at start, and got myself a job, and I was over there for for probably. I think about 18 months, I think, or maybe 15 months I was over there in total. So, yeah, it was good. Hunter had always been smart about money and had made the deposit for his first property by selling second-hand cars. No, I would say, well, no, I would say it was the parents that um, sort of influenced and, and pushed. Um, I, uh, from, a, from an early age, um, I learned to uh, buy and sell cars and make money, second-hand cars. So, and that was sort of basically my dad teaching me. Um, Mum and dad are, are really good savers. So they taught, uh, I taught myself and my brother and sister the same attributes as far as, uh, as being good savers. Um, and and then buying and selling cars um, got me towards my first deposit on my property. And um, I, I remember I was in year 12 and uh, I had 14 cars that I owned before I left year 12. So I could... Uh, you never knew what week I was going to turn up in what car when I was driving to school. So, yeah. <laughs> wonder what your friends must have been thinking. Gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be thinking, gosh, Todd's always got a new, nice, nice car every time he comes into school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. They weren't nice cars. They were a lot of them were sort of you know thousand dollar, fifteen hundred dollar cars. Um, buying yeah again, looking for absolute deals. Um, and you'd buy these old cars, and then all they do is um, pretty much maybe yeah, put some rego, put some tyres, and give it a really good detail, um, and then sell these cars and make money. Hunter's parents were also property investors, having been adopters of the buy and hold strategy. In one way, they were in the property industry, but um, they're actual. Um, they actually owned a motorcycle shop, so um, so a retail motorcycle shop, and they owned that for I think thirty-two years in the end. But um, they basically used everything they made from business to buy property, and that's that's. I would say that's probably where they uh, jumped in their wealth barrier by just buying, or actually not even buying and selling, mainly buying and holding, and um, and and just basically building their portfolio up that way. So so in a way they're in property, but but not directly. Hunter bought his first property when he was 19 years old, and went on to buy a second two a couple of years later. It was a, uh, a one-bedroom unit in Cronulla, and um, I bought it when I was 19. And uh, basically, from working a part-time job and uh, and buying and selling cars, um, I had enough as a deposit, and um, I paid um, I think it was 111 or 112 thousand dollars for it. And uh, yeah, nice little one-bedroom, had a car space, and I had by that stage I'd had a 20% deposit plus the stamp duty um, to, to buy it. And then I purchased that, um, and then over a period of time, I paid the loan down quite rapidly because I was working full time at that stage. Um, and I can tell you, I think I had a, the loan was at like eighty-seven or eighty-nine thousand. It was somewhere there, and uh, I remember taking that loan out, just thinking, "Whoa, wow, this is <laughs> this is huge! <laughs> like, what am I doing here? This is it's, uh, this is so much money I'm borrowing. How am I going to pay this off?" But um, I did. It was tackling it away, and then um, and then Mum and Dad said, "Well." You've got enough equity here. Um, you should be looking at a second place. So uh, by the time I was 21, I bought my second place. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Todd Hunter's property investment journey where he shares what inspired him to get into the property industry. So while I was in Perth, I actually lived, I did share accommodation with a couple of mortgage brokers, um, two girls over there, and um, I, I couldn't believe their lifestyle. The time when he accidentally stole someone's house? No surprises that the owner eventually sort of found out that someone had stolen his house and um, he had to, and we had to delay, he had to bring the house back. Why he's heading towards cash flow rather than Australia's heavy reliance on capital growth? We're probably about the only country in the world that actually relies on capital growth as, as an investing strategy. Um, everywhere else relies on cash flow and, and then if you get some capital growth out of it, that's a bonus. And um, and just just by knowing that it's um, it, it's my strategy changed completely. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Invest Story. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Unsure of where and what to buy? Many investors in the community have raised these questions frequently. That's why I've created a property sourcing service to help investors like yourself find investment opportunities at wholesale prices to add to your new or existing portfolio. I'm currently accepting expressions of interest. To apply, visit propertyinveststory.com.au. Now back to the show. (music) 
Hunter was first inspired to professionally get into the property industry when he discovered the free lifestyle of mortgage brokers. I guess it was just a moment when I just worked out what what I couldn't always well, I couldn't work out really um, what was going on. I'd um, I'd travelled right around the country and got to uh, a regional town in, in WA called Bunbury, which is two hours south of Perth, and um, I'd spent a couple of weeks there. Um, and I was just looking in real estate windows and I was looking at houses for you know, 120, 130, $150,000. And I'm going, I don't understand. It didn't make any sense to me because I just purchased a few years back um, my, my second unit, which was $245,000. And I'll think, that's a two bedroom unit and I can buy a whole house over here for, you know, for 130 grand. And I just, it just didn't make sense. There was something not right. And I, um, I kept thinking about it for, yeah, for probably a couple of years. And um, it, it wasn't really until I came back uh, into Sydney. Um, and uh, actually, so while I was in Perth, I actually lived, I did share accommodation with a couple of mortgage brokers, um, two girls over there. And um, I, I couldn't believe their lifestyle, that they would work when they wanted to work, um, earning the money that they were earning. And they had all this freedom. And I was really, I'm, I'm, I'm good with numbers. And so I made a decision that uh, when I moved back to Sydney, I'm going to become a mortgage broker. So, and, and that's what I did. I came back to Sydney and, um, and, and joined Aussie Home Loans. Ah, and what, what year was that? Let's put everything into perspective roughly. Uh, that was, I joined Aussie in 2002. Having joined Aussie Home Loans, Hunter learned many things about the property industry before becoming an independent mortgage broker. I was with Aussie for 15 months. And um, I literally hit the ground running. Um, I remember walking into the office once I had actually got the job. Um, and um, uh, basically, just to get the job, I had to, um, uh, let's put it this way, I had to uh, make my CV look better than what it was. So, <laughs> and, um, and I got away with it. And uh, I sold myself well in the interview. And uh, basically, uh, later on, my uh, regional manager said to me, he goes, Look, I know you, your CV wasn't completely 100% true, but he goes, But you just had so much confidence and um, you wanted the job. So I gave him the opportunity. And we walked out into it was the Hurstville office at the time. And I walked into the Hurstville office and said, He goes, Right, listen spare desks around you just need to choose a desk and I said right who's the best mortgage broker in here and um he pointed to a good mate of mine Paul and uh said then there's a spare desk next to Paul and I went right I'm sitting next to him so and I went and sat next to him and yeah we're still good mates now um and uh, I learned so much from him so quickly so uh and that's what I need to do um so I'm not going to sit here and just be a back runner I'm, I'm going to I'm going to start writing records for this for this whole office and um, and I went out there and I was only there for 15 months and in the end I didn't need any leads or the work from Aussie Homelands and then I went become an independent mortgage broker. Hunter started his own buyer's agency after being encouraged by his clients to invest in property for them. It was probably after about 12 months of being at Aussie where I started flying back to Perth and started buying properties there myself and um uh, I, I sort of was making good income. I had good equity. I had the deposits uh, and serviceability at that stage. So um, I, I went went over and I was buying cheap properties and I was buying multiples of them. And and it was pretty much at the, the stage where um, I, I was going to see clients at the time. And uh, clients were saying, "Look, yeah, you know, we want to get an investment loan. Uh, we want to invest." 
And uh, I said, okay, that's good. And they go, do you invest? I said, yes. And they go, where have you got properties? And I said, yeah, you have WA. And uh, I told them where. And they said, well, that sounds unreal. How do I get one of those? <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was after about probably the third or fourth time. And I sat there with Paul. Um, we were working late at night um, and we were having a beer. And I said, I've got all these people asking me to buy properties for them in WA. And he goes, Wow, I said, I said, there's an industry here. There must be an industry where I can buy people property. Um, and at the time, it was really unheard of. So I started Googling back then, and um, I'd learned that the industry was a, a buyer's agency. Um, and I said to Paul, I'm going to become a buyer's agent and a mortgage broker. So, and that, that's where the Wear Group started up. Um, I'd left Aussie and started that business, and I was the third buyer's agent in Sydney. After starting his business, Hunter started to build his own portfolio even more rapidly by buying properties in Western Australia. I, I would have easily probably had eight or nine um, in WA that I bought. So, um, and and then I just I just put the pedal down and I just didn't stop. I just kept buying and buying and buying, and it was just as the, the market was just the timing was fantastic, and then the WA market boomed. And um, they were just undervalued compared to the rest of the country, like significantly. And it was also, um, you know, it, it, well, my staff laugh at me for this, um, especially when my girlfriend does. Um, you know, they go, why did WA boom? And, and, and my reasoning behind it was internet. And um, we only had dial-up internet back in those days. And it was when the broadband just got released. And as soon as broadband was released, there was so much more data coming onto the internet at the time. And, um, and there was so much access to data. So people in WA had no idea what property prices were in Sydney and vice versa. So um, so I think this sort of just went under the radar and um, I took as much advantage of it as I could. I, I, was, yeah, I was buying as fast as I possibly could. A couple of years down the track, Hunter experienced his worst investing moment when he accidentally stole someone's house for an investment project. This actually made a current affair, and, and and not not for not for the you know like a, a bad person holding the hat over their face, running away from the cameras. Um, it was um, it, it was funny from my angle, but it was very bad for the company I was dealing with. Is that um, um, I uh, I was buying some properties in a place called Collie. It's a little small regional town um, at the time, and um, I knew a builder there. And this builder Greg rang me up and goes, um, Todd. Look, I'm, um, I'm knocking down a house and um, I'm building a new house, but it's, a, it's an old wooden house and it's transportable. I said, okay. And he goes, if you want to buy it, it's $10,000 for the house and, and you've got to come and get it. And I actually owned a block of land uh, about a kilometre down the road. And so I said, yeah, good. Give me 48 hours. And he goes, cause he goes, I need this done in two weeks. I need it off the block. Otherwise, I have to destroy it um, or sell it to somebody else and, and build the house. So I... Um, I found the transportable company that could do it. Um, I bought the house. Uh, I gave the, the, the transport company who do the renovations to put it all back together. I gave them the address and uh, rang Greg back and said, yep, it's all happening in two days' time. And then he rang me back in a week and said, um, Todd, I thought you said this was happening in two days' time. I said, yeah, it is. The house is gone. It's already there. He goes, no, the house isn't gone. And he's looking at it. And while he was on the phone, he actually turned around and seen a vacant block across the road. And then he walked up to the end of the street and looked down the road and saw the house across the road was on my block. So the transport company 
had broken into an empty house, got the wrong address, <laughs> cut, cut the house in half, cut the whole house in half. It took them four days to get this done, loaded onto a truck and take somebody else's house down the road onto my block. So, <laughs> so, That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so um, no surprises that the owner eventually sort of found out that someone had stolen his house, <laughs> um, and um, he had to. And we had to delay. He had to bring the house back, um, put all that back together, and then take the correct house. But the story actually made a current affair, and um, <laughs> and it was look, for my angle it was very funny, but it, uh, it did cost that uh, transport company quite a lot of money to uh, to rectify the problem. The project did, however, turn out successful despite its early troubles. You've got to cross your T's and dot your I's a bit better. But, I mean, it wasn't so much my fault. I actually gave him the correct address and everything, but it was, um, yeah. Um, but look, it ended up being a really good investment for me, and I made some really good money on that house. But, um, yeah, it was, um, wow, there was lots of phone calls and emails and trying to rectify and fix things up. And, yeah, it was, it was, it was hectic there for a little while, I can tell you. On the flip side, Hunter's aha moment so far in his property journey was to his realisation to not rely so heavily on capital growth to make money on investment properties. Probably an aha moment is that um, more probably lately realising that um, um, I think Australians, it's not so much a story, it's probably some more of a just clicking in strategies, um, is that Australians really, really rely on this capital growth that comes out of property. And um, we're probably about the only country in the world that actually relies on capital growth as, as an investing strategy. Um, everywhere else relies on cash flow. And, and then if you get some capital growth out of it, that's a bonus. And, um, and just, just by knowing that, it's um it, it's my strategy changed completely um and and I combined that with why um I did learn a lesson off a land developer many 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 years ago when I first started is about uh, uh basically debt ratios so and um you basically if you're going to have debt on a property um and, and he was a land developer so he was just subdividing paddocks and into blocks of land and um he basically said that uh, my debt ratio is never higher than 25 percent. otherwise i don't do the deal and and and, at that, and that level there's always fat in the deal um and and there's fat in the deal in case markets change or things go wrong and um and you see lots of people out there that they they basically go and invest and they're putting everything into either their home or just one investment property. And um, it, look, it can work for a little while, but when markets change and things go wrong, um, there's not enough fat in the deal or not enough yeah, wiggle room, you know, that, um, that if things go wrong, that, that they can get themselves out of trouble. So, um, yeah, no, I look at it and think, well, you know, we're running on this uh, earth once, you know, we've got one life. So um, I, and I just, yeah. Being in financial stress is uh, something you just you don't want to be. With the way the Australian property market is currently heading, Hunter is leaning more and more towards cash flow. Cash flow solves problems, makes things easier, allows you to live the lifestyle that you want to live, gets you into more property fast as well, um, helps the serviceability on loans. It just has all the bonuses to it that are out there. Um, and then when capital growth comes, um, and it does, um, it's just an abs- absolute, it's the cream on top. So, inspired by Todd Hunter's story, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode where he shares the experience of buying his first property 
I do remember when I bought, I was probably the ner- most nervous I've ever been. How his tendency to bargain hunt has helped him on his property journey? Look, look I'm, I'm definitely a bargain hunter. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, if, if there's a, a second buyer involved, I walk away. More details on his property investment strategy. You're looking for a vendor. You're not actually looking for a property. You just want to find you want to find that vendor in that particular location, and that's what you're looking for. Um, and if it's a reasonable house, you're going to make good money. So, um, and that, that, that's that's how I look at it. And that's next in a future episode on Property Invest Story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.